InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Over 40 million Americans will develop Alzheimer's disease in their lifetime. Will science find a way to prevent and reverse this disease? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey spoke with a medical doctor to get the story. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is nationally recognized neurologist, Dr. Dale Bredesen. He's a professor of neurology at UCLA and the author of The End of Alzheimer's, the first program to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. Let's start with the broader picture. What percentage of Americans is likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's at some stage in their life? Unfortunately, about 15% of people will get diagnosed with Alzheimer's during their lifetime. What that means is it's now the third leading cause of death. About 45 million Americans who are currently living will develop it during their lifetimes. Dementia is now the number one cause of death in the UK. So this is a huge and growing problem. You note in your book that nearly everyone knows someone who's survived cancer, but literally no one knows someone who's survived Alzheimer's. It really is the most feared disease out there, isn't it? You're right. It has become the number one health concern for individuals as we age. Major problem and, of course, growing. And so one of the reasons that I wrote the book was that we reported the first examples of reversal of cognitive decline in Alzheimer's disease in 2014, more in 2016. We now have over a 1,000 people on the protocol. We had over 5,000 emails and calls after that initial paper. People asked for more information. You know, where do I go? What do I do? What tests do I get? Why do I need these tests? And so that is all in the book. Alzheimer's isn't really a single disease or condition, but several. Can you explain, maybe in layman's terms, the three main types? One is an inflammatory subtype, so things that cause chronic inflammation. That's what we call type 1 Alzheimer's disease. And the second one is loss of trophic support. So you have a remarkable network inside your skull. You've got nearly one quadrillion synapses, connections in your brain. These things actually require a lot of support to continue. So there are these many, many factors that are critical. When you drop these, especially if you drop them quickly, you actually have a downsizing. So we call that type 2 Alzheimer's or atrophic Alzheimer's. And then type 3 is actually due to exposure to toxins. So it turns out most of us don't realize that we've been exposed to toxins. You actually make amyloid if you're exposed to things like mercury or copper or iron or toxins made by molds. So here's the surprise. When a brain makes this amyloid, it's actually making it as a protective response, not a destructive response, a protective response to these three fundamentally different things. Chronic inflammation, that's because amyloid is a good antimicrobial. That was reported in some elegant studies from Harvard. Secondly, the downsizing that I mentioned earlier. And then the third, because it binds to these toxins and literally protects you. So what you want to do is find out why you're making this amyloid and get rid of that. And you want to optimize these various biological markers, your biochemistry. And that's where you see now these unprecedented improvements. Our guest on InfoTrack is UCLA professor Dr. Dale Bredesen. He's the author of The End of Alzheimer's, the first program to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. 75 million Americans have the most common Alzheimer's risk gene, and another 7 million carry two copies of the gene. Who should be tested for these genetic markers at this point? Do you think that everyone should ask their doctor, or is it only certain people? 
everybody should be tested. And here's been the problem. As you said, 75 million have a single copy of ApoE4, which is the most important genetic risk factor. But it doesn't say you're going to get it. It just says you have risk. It's a little bit like having high cholesterol, giving you risk for heart disease. Another 7 million have two copies. If you have zero copies, which is what 75% of us have, then your lifetime risk of Alzheimer's is about 9%. You have a single copy, it's about 30%. You have two copies, it's over 50%. Now, people have said, I don't want to know my status because there's nothing you can do about it. That's now absolutely wrong. There's a tremendous amount you can do about it. So what we suggest is anybody over the age of 45, just like when you hit 50, everyone knows you're supposed to get a colonoscopy. When you're over 45, get a cognoscopy. There are many different things that you should know. You know, you should know your fasting insulin. You should know your homocysteine, just as you know your cholesterol. But there are many things that are actually critical to determine your risk for cognitive decline. And if you've already started down cognitive decline, these are things that can help you to reverse it. And we've actually seen some people, even late in the course, who have done much better. But in general, as you can imagine, the earlier you do this, the better. What are the biggest steps that people can take to prevent Alzheimer's disease if they're concerned? Most important thing is to get your evaluation to see where you stand, both genetically and biochemically, because there's so much that can be done. If you turn out to have a fasting insulin of 10, for example, you want it to be below 5, then there are steps you can take to bring that down to return your insulin sensitivity. And they go back to these three subtypes we talked about earlier. So if you have chronic inflammation, you want to identify the source and get rid of that, and you want to decrease your inflammation. There are some simple ways to do that now. If you have leaky gut that's causing you chronic inflammation, you need to find out about that, identify it, and get rid of it. And again, there are relatively simple ways to do that. And then the toughest ones are the toxins. People don't look for these. They don't realize that they're being exposed to these toxins, and they don't realize that these things actually do play a role in cognitive decline. So all of those things are important to evaluate. Another thing in your book that caught my eye is the effect that fasting, even just short overnight fasts, can have. Tell us about that. It is surprising how important fasting actually is. It turns out that when you fast, in fact, you change a couple of things. Number one, you induce what's called autophagy in your brain. So you actually help to clean out the damage in the brain. Number two, with the fasting, you actually change the metabolic flexibility. You're going into more of a fat-burning mode. You drive yourself into mild ketosis. And ketosis is what happens when you burn fats. You make these ketone bodies, and it turns out your brain, your cognition, actually works better in the presence of these ketone bodies. And one of the many different molecular mechanisms, one of the ketone bodies called BHB or beta-hydroxybutyrate goes into your brain. It actually interacts with molecules that sit on the DNA and takes those off and increases the production of BDNF, which is an important anti-Alzheimer's factor. So you can see direct evidence about how these things actually work to fight Alzheimer's and to improve your cognition. I think many people would probably react with some skepticism when they hear that cognitive decline is reversible, as the subtitle of your book states. Are there some big ifs and whens attached to that? For example, you must address it before it's too advanced, that sort of thing? 
It's going to take a while for people to understand this. And in fact, we're in the middle of planning two large clinical studies, one with the Cleveland Clinic and one with Providence Healthcare. So we will know more over time. But there's no question that it is complicated. Absolutely, the earlier you get in, the better. The good news is you can see Alzheimer's coming for many years. So you have about a decade where you know there's something wrong and often your spouse knows there's something wrong, but you're still testing in the normal range. Everyone in that era reverses, everyone there. Then the next is mild cognitive impairment. Now the testing also picks it up. Most of those people can reverse it as well. Once you get into full-blown Alzheimer's, which by definition means that you now are losing your ability to do activities of daily living, such as you know dressing yourself and washing and things like that. Those people, we do have people responding. So we like to, if possible, get people as early as possible, but we have seen some improvements even in people with very low scores. There's no guarantee. There's no question. This is toe in the water. This is first-time stuff. This is new, but we've had so many requests for more information that uh, the book addresses those points that have been requested. Dr. Dale Bredesen, professor of neurology at UCLA and the author of The End of Alzheimer's, The First Program to Prevent and Reverse Cognitive Decline. And you can find out more at his website, drbredesen.com. Bredesen is spelled B-R-E-D-E-S-E-N. Dr. Bredesen, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Roy. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.